Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. We help committed people stop wasting time and stop compromising on their goals. We build and rebuild strong people through one-on-one custom fitness solutions. No filler, no nonsense, and no time to waste. Let's talk about it. Hey, hello and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock. Thank you so much for tuning in, downloading, subscribing, pressing all the buttons to get here. Today, we're going to talk about value. We're going to talk about, we're going to take this from two different sides, how you can decide if something, a program, a coach, a template, something you're you're considering buying is of value. And if you are a coach, an educator, a leader, a small business person, someone trying to sell something, how to determine if the thing that you do is of value. So potentially useful for several people out there. Truthfully, this was inspired by endless internet ads I get from people trying to convince me that I can make lots of money, usually fairly big numbers. 10K a month is where they start. Today I got one for 60K a month. This is how you can earn 60K a month always wrapped in the fabric of without doing any more work or with doing even less work. You can certainly do this remotely. Uh, They list all the things you don't have to do. Put in a lot of time, put in a lot of effort, hire new people. Some people say you don't have to run ads. You can often tell what they're selling by all of the things they say you don't have to do because they start eliminating. And by process of elimination, you can figure out, oh, you're trying to sell me a course about posting on LinkedIn or something like that. If the suggestion is made that you can do little to nothing, put in little to no effort and make lots of money, I would suggest it's almost definitely a scam and or something you probably don't want to be associated with. If you're listening to this podcast, I know you're good people of upstanding character. You value hard work. You value the results you get from doing things yourselves. I'm not saying that making it easier to make money is a problem. Not at all. But the idea that you can do nothing and make lots of money off of it is absolute nonsense. And of course, if it was true, they wouldn't sell it to me. They would just go do it themselves because it takes little to no effort. And there's all this money involved. That was the inspiration for this. But I thought we would dig into how we determine if a thing is of value. And you can use this reflectively. Is the thing I do, is the thing we do of value? So where do you start? What makes the thing you do valuable? I would say, number one, what problem do you solve? What problem do you solve? And generally here, we're looking for the shortest explanation possible. How few words can it be communicated in the problem that is being solved? If it's a long rambling paragraph and they need to tell you a story about an old man on a road, walk away. You're already in a lot of trouble. And if that's how you describe yourself, we need to do some work. Feel strong. The problem we solve is strength. One word. That's what we do. Now, it may be muscular strength. It may be strength in living. It may be mental fortitude. But strength is where we're at. It's in the name of the company. It's what we care about. It's what we focus toward. We build and rebuild strong people. And we think that's of enormous value. Typically, when people come to us, it's one of the big things they're looking for. Now, strength can take many different forms. Some people want to up their back squat. Some people want to run a race they haven't before. Some people want to get out of pain. They can no longer bend over and pick up their child. 
They're having some pain getting out of bed in the morning. Uh, small things, small adjustments through their life continue to build up to when they hit a breaking point, when they hit a point of such extreme stress that they say, this is a problem that needs solving and what I'm doing so far hasn't worked. I need some help. That's when they come to us and we're happy to have them. That's the perfect client. Someone who has tried other things, someone who has made other efforts. It hasn't worked. We can figure out why it hasn't worked and then we can start solving that problem. What problem does it solve? And while you're doing it, you can ask that question and you should make sure it solves the problem you have. If someone comes to us and they say, I'm super happy with my fitness regimen, I'm really happy with how strong I am, I don't have any joint pain, my mobility is really on point, my recovery is pretty much perfect, uh, I just wanna lose this like little flap of skin around my belly, that, that's what I'm really worried about. We're not gonna, you will not work with us because we would be a bad fit. You're not a bad client, you're a bad client for us. We're the wrong person to do that kind of thing. That's super fine tuning nutritional stuff, which we do not do. Super, super specific aesthetic work, which is not our special zone of genius, to quote Ms. Annie Miller. Understanding the problem you solve and understanding it deeply will make you more valuable. You need to focus in on the thing you do and make it the only thing you do. If you're trying to speak to everybody, you are speaking to nobody. If you're trying to solve the problem of fitness, I would say that is almost meaningless. If someone sits down with me and we start and say, okay, hey, I'm Justin, nice to meet you, let's get talking. So why are we talking today? What brings you to, into this consult? And they say, mm, you know, I just need to get in shape. I still don't know anything about them. I don't know anything more than I did five minutes ago. We need to drill down into what that means because getting in shape means lots of different things to lots of different people. They probably have a very specific idea in their mind. They may have a specific image in their mind. They may have a specific feeling in their mind. I wanna feel the way I used to when I was running races when I was 25 and it was pain-free and it felt easy and I felt light and I felt energetic. That's one person's in shape. Another person just is desperate to have abs. I've always wanted abs. I've put in all this work in the gym. I've cleaned up my diet. My recovery is pretty good. I don't understand why I don't have abs. Two different people, two very different ideas of what in shape is. Another person might just be, every time I sit down for more than an hour and I stand up, my knees hurt. And then my knees hurt for another 15 minutes. And it's happened so often that I've stopped standing up so much because I don't want to be in pain even though I recognize that's probably making it worse, I don't know what to do. I want to be able to stand up and not think about it and just go for a walk because I feel like going for a walk. Another completely different definition of being in shape. So this is really important. Figure out what problem you solve. Make sure the person, the program, the template you're talking to, considering, solves that problem. If you're not sure, ask. If you can't find anyone to ask, walk away because they're not telling you for a reason. They're trying to be very general and very vague because they want to cast the biggest net and the biggest umbrella and everyone in the pool. And there are plenty of programs that do a very good job for general fitness or writing a number of different programs that get lots of people in the pool. That's okay, but they can describe the problem they're solving or the problem their individual programs solve. You know, we have the strength program that people do, and we have the endurance program people do, and we have the flex bodybuilding program people do. Sure, fine, great, happy, grand, I love it. Those 
programs all solve different problems. After you've determined the problem that is solved, the problem that you solve, the problem you are after to be solved, the next question is, okay, how do you do it? What is the process? Now I understand the result, the theoretical result, this is what you do. This is the problem you solve. This is the big goal. Walk me through it. And there should be a really clear process. It should go from A to B to C. Ideally, they should be able to tell you how long these things will take and what the criteria are for going to the next step. There have to be success criteria in order to progress to the next thing you're going to do. Like for Feel Strong, we start with a consult. You'll talk to us in some form. A lot of times it's a Zoom chat. It might be on the phone. It might be in person. We are going to have a conversation. If we don't have a conversation, you will fill out an intake form online, which gets us a lot of the answers we want. Most of the time after that, we'll still ask for a consultation just to clear up any answers, any questions. So consult. That's step one. Then we go assessment, adaptation, adjustment. Bang, bang, bang. Assessment. One to two weeks. We do some testing, we do some accumulation work, get some volume under your belt, see how you react to these things, see where you are in a baseline. And the assessment, of course, starts with movement assessment. Movement assessment, step one, strength testing, continuing that assessment. Usually that all of that takes eh, a week or two, depending on what kind of program we're doing, what your goals are. Then we go into the adaptation. Adaptation is the work. That's what people think of when they think of the workout program. We're doing the adaptation. We are creating these stresses and the resistances and all of the things we need to adapt to your new program. And within the adaptation phase, going through the, yeah, let's call it generally four to eight weeks of work, we are going to be adjusting day to day and week to week. We're getting lots of feedback from you, how it went, what you did, how it felt, ideally some videos of you moving and executing these things so we can help you and coach you and make any adjustments we think need to be made as we're going along. When we get to the end of that adaptation phase, we're going to adjust. And that adjustment includes a reassessment. So we're going to double back and either retest the things we tested before or in some form or fashion determine how productive, how effective our adaptation period has been. And we'll figure out what worked and we'll figure out what didn't work. We want everything to work as efficiently and effectively as possible. If something isn't working up to our standard of effectiveness, that's a great sign we need to change something. We're not going to keep doing that thing that doesn't seem to be working. If somehow through the adaptation cycle, we didn't clock that it wasn't working at the speed we wanted it to work. We go back, retest, we've made no progress or we've moved backward or something hurts or something is uncomfortable. Now we know big change for the next cycle. So we retest, reassessed, we adjust. Next cycle is different. It is constructed different. It is again from the ground up. It is all new. We don't just drag the last cycle forward. We build a new cycle moving closer and closer to your goals because you're different than you were eight weeks ago. If we just rinse and recycle the last eight weeks, it won't work the same way. It just won't. That is a brief description of how the feel strong cycle works. That's the feel strong process. You should be able to determine what the process for any program you're looking into is. If you're talking to a coach, they should be able to explain to you what the process is. Maybe it's not quite as clear as we've just described. Not everyone has that laid out, but they should be able to explain to you what it looks like and how you move on to the next step. If your plan is to, uh, I want to get a 405 pound back squat. That's what I want. 
I, I have a 350 pound back squat. I, I want a 405 pound back squat. But in the movement assessment, we find that you have significant hip pain and flexion and your, your ankle dorsiflexion is significantly subpar. And you have a lot of trouble bracing your core. We're not just going to start at a 350 pound back squat and dump weight on your back because part of the reason you're having trouble getting there is not your absolute strength. It is your mobility it is some limitations you have. It is some mechanics you haven't mastered yet. So yes, we are going to squat and we're probably going to squat heavy, but we're also going to do a bunch of work around these limitations to clean up your ankle dorsiflexion, to get your hips out of pain, to really hone in your breathing and bracing mechanics so you can handle 405 pounds on your back when it gets there. Because the idea is to be successful, not just throw numbers and sets and reps that work on paper for some generic avatar. You're not a generic avatar. You're an individual and you need an individual program. Specific results require specific training. It's always been true. How do you do it? What is the process? That leads into my next step that I think should be a real consideration if you're considering a coach, a program, a template. How individualized is it? If it's a group template program, it might be fine. We are not against group template programs at all. I've used a bunch of them, and some of them have been very successful, and a bunch of them have been pretty successful. A couple of them didn't really work the way I hoped they would. It's okay. These things happen. One of the benefits of group template training is it's uh, extremely affordable generally. These are things that are usually less than $50 a month, which for a fitness program is stinking cheap. Less than $50 a month for a complete training program? Great. How individualized is it? If it's a single track program, you should make really sure that it solves the problem you want to solve, that the equipment it utilizes is equipment you have access to, that the time domains it requires is time you have to give to this workout, right? If it involves flipping tires and takes two hours a day and you're working out in your living room and you only have 45 minutes a day, this program is going to be a bad fit. Now, there are a number of group training programs out there that have multiple tracks you can do within them. Maybe there's like a field training and a barbell class and an endurance track and a flexibility mobility track. And they publish, let's say, those four workouts a day, whatever, five to seven days a week. In that, you can kind of pick, mix, and match the ideas you want to do or go day to day. Well, this day I have lots of time and I can get to my track, so I'm going to do my field training this day, I'm going to be in my home gym, so I'll do the barbell work. And on Saturdays, I'm going to do the flexibility mobility track, and Sundays, I'll rest. Sure, great grant. That gives you the ability to individualize it to yourself, to kind of mix and match. And oftentimes, these group programs will also have a large Facebook group where generally it's members helping members. People ask questions. How do you do this? How many days a week should I do this? And the group think kind of helps you individualize that a little bit with some feedback. Occasionally there's a coach and moderator kind of chiming in, but usually it's the group helping the group, which is a cool function of these larger template programs. That is a way you can individualize it. So while we strongly believe that one-on-one -on -one training is the most effective, most efficient way to get to your goals without wasting time, without any kind of compromise. There are lots of ways to individualize programs, potentially. I think you should consider that no matter what kind of program you're looking into. Certainly, if you're doing one-on-one -on -one training, if someone is running a program just for you, you should make sure it's extremely individualized. I have been disappointed in the past getting one-on-one -on -one programs from people, and it was advertised as individualized, and it turned out I was getting one of 
four templates. And it was determined that this was, you know, the best template for me. And that's why it was individualized. But really, they were just giving the bodybuilding template or the strength template or et cetera, et cetera. It may have been a mis miscommunication on my part or a misunderstanding, but I've been disappointed by that before. It is my belief that if you're getting one-on-one -on -one training, you should get a one-on-one -on -one program. You should get something that is designed exactly for you, and it should fit your life. It should fit your schedule. It should fit the equipment availability you have, all of those things. If you determine it's individualized, then the big question, this is a huge one, and I'm going to start asking all my podcast interview uh, interviewees this question because I think it's really interesting. What happens when something goes wrong? What happens when it doesn't work? Those are two sides to the same question. Really, how adaptable is it, is what we're asking. What happens when something changes? What happens when I'm, I go for the run on my running track and I twist my ankle and now I can't run for at least four weeks? What do we do? Are you just going to keep publishing four weeks of running workouts? Are you going to tell me, oh, okay, well, four weeks from now, when you start your next cycle, we'll turn it into something else. We'll turn it into a walking workout or a ski workout or something like that. Or are you going to be able to change it on the fly? The same thing. What happens when it doesn't work? What if we get in six to eight weeks and we go for a reassessment or a retest or a peak week or whatever it is you're doing? We do some kind of test. And I don't get the results I thought I was going to get. I haven't gotten faster. I haven't gotten stronger. I'm still in pain. I'm not recovering the way I'm supposed to. I'm not more flexible. I'm not more mobile. Whatever it is, what if it doesn't work? There should be a really clear answer to that. This is how the program changes. This is how it adapts. This is how we change how we suggest you use the program. We would tell you to move from this track to this track. We would connect you to this person or that person to get some feedback and get some expertise. You'll have this kind of check-in with your coach so you can determine what the right way forward is. Because if it can't adapt to real life, if your schedule changes or you get hurt or something goes wrong, you lose availability to equipment, whatever it is, or the program isn't working the way you hoped it would. And I'm here to tell you, not a lot of programs work exactly perfectly out of the gate that every single movement is eliciting exactly the maximum response we could ever hope for from that movement. Usually, for our stuff, most of the stuff works extremely well. Some of it works quite well. Occasionally, we find a movement that just doesn't work. I had a conversation two hours ago with someone who had a movement in their cycle. It's a movement they used to love. They loved it a year ago. It was in their cycle the past four weeks, and they said, I just don't, I don't like doing it. I, I don't know why. It doesn't hurt. It's not awkward. I'm pretty good at it. And they are. They're strong at it. They, they're good at moving. They're very coordinated. They just don't like it. Oh, great. Um, that movement is not vital for you moving toward your goals. So we're never going to do it again. At least not for the foreseeable future. I don't see any reason to hang on to this thing because it doesn't exactly align with your goals and you don't love doing it. It isn't working for you. That doesn't work. We toss it. We get rid of it. We cut it. We replace it with something much more useful. Maybe one movement, maybe a series of movements, lots of different things. And I think it's a really good question to ask. What happens when something changes, when something goes wrong? What happens when it doesn't work? And if they don't have an answer to that question, or if the answer is, oh, it always works, 
if the answer is as long as you work hard enough, as long as you're committed, you will get amazing results here, they're lying. It's possible they haven't thought about it, which seems unlikely. Maybe if they're extremely new to coaching or something like that. But more likely, they're just not telling you the truth. They want your money for something that may or may not work, and they are not prepared for the eventuality that it won't work. If someone or some program can't answer the question, aren't ready for the question, what happens when this doesn't work? It means they are far more interested in selling you the product than in having the product work. We literally come at it from the other way. And I'm not saying this is, we are not philanthropic about fitness. We are not giving this away, but we are far more important in the thing doing the thing we said it would do, the program actually having the effect, actually getting you the results that we are after, that you are after, the reason you showed up in the first place, then selling it to you. Because frankly, if we make sure that the program works, if we make sure that we wildly surpass your expectations, if we super over deliver in value over and over again, of course you're going to buy the product. Who wouldn't buy that product? So make something that works and make sure it works all the time. We also don't want to have a bunch of people walking around saying, oh yeah, feel strong. Like it was okay, but it didn't, I didn't really get what I wanted out of it. That's the last thing we want. So we're always checking in. We're always asking for more feedback. We are always having written calls. I mean, written feedback and Zoom calls and check in, check in, check in, check in, making sure the thing is working. And if it's not working, we change and adjust. And I want to be clear, this is not a sales pitch for Feel Strong, but it is something I think you should consider looking at any program. And coaches, these are questions you should be asking yourselves. It will make you a better coach. It will make your product better. It will point out problems, flaws, uh, gaps that you haven't seen. Because if you're not ready for these questions, you should be. Go write it down. What makes your thing of value? What problem do you solve? How do you do it? How individualized is it? And what happens when something goes wrong? What happens when it doesn't work? These are really important questions for you to drill down on and for anyone to drill down on if they're looking to purchase something that matters to them or if they provide something that is allegedly of value. If you are hawking, make lots of money doing nothing, which is just another side of the fitness scam of get amazing results from little to no effort. Take this pill, drink this tea, put on this wrap, all of that nonsense, rub this cream into your stomach and it'll make you lose weight. Absolute nonsense. Then it's a scam. And if you're selling that stuff, you're part of a scam. So back out, walk away. That stuff eventually will always bite you and you will get a bad reputation. You should be able to stand behind what you do 100%. And anyone who sells a program, anyone who sells coaching, anyone who delivers this kind of product should be able to stand behind what they do and answer these questions. What problem do you solve? Great. Now, how do you do it? Interesting. How individualized is it? Oh, good. What happens if something changes or goes wrong? And what happens if it doesn't work? Being able to answer these questions, and some of this you may be able to do just through research and reading forums and on the website. You don't necessarily have to talk to a person, though sometimes you can get a lot done in the DMs. I'm here to tell you. Answering these questions will show you whether or not the thing is really of value and whether it is worth your time, energy, and resources. Answer these questions, and you'll be on the road to success, whichever side of the equation you're coming at it from.
Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time and your energy and your resources. I'm Justin McClintock. Feel strong. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your subscriptions. Your written reviews make a big difference. Thank you for those. Please keep them coming. Drop five stars while you're there. If you find these podcasts helpful, share them with friends. Send it on. We love it when the stuff gets shared outside of our bubble, outside of you folks. Any feedback, hit us up on Instagram at feelstrongfit on Instagram. DMs are open there for all of your questions and feedback. More questions about the program or you're ready to get started, feelstrong.me is the website feelstrong.me. If you're ready to make a change, if you're ready to feel better than you have in a long time, get in touch. My name is Justin McClintock. Feel strong. Feel strong.